Women Taking the Lead, episode 50. If you're unhappy with something, you have to do something about it. And so I try to lead with that mission of, you know, enough talk. Let's just, let's make it happen today. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. This episode is sponsored by Luma Coaching. Want some support to get your dreams off the ground? Go to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. This is a special episode. This is our 50th episode. Oh, my God, I can't believe we are here. And I have with me Kendra Wheeler, who is the winner of the 50th episode contest. Many of you know I put out the word that I was going to do a contest so that one of our listeners could be the guest on the 50th episode. And Kendra won that contest. She filled out a form with all sorts of questions and she was selected and she is here. And so a little bit about Kendra. She is a health coach. She's a certified personal trainer and the owner of Fit Goals Training. She loves to partner with women in their 50s to make themselves a priority so they can retire strong and energized. She inspires her community to make changes now because we don't know how much time we have left, and ain't that the truth. She also volunteers for the Patrick Dempsey Center and Hardy Girls Healthy Women. Okay, Kendra, that's a little intro for everyone, so tell us more about you and your humble beginnings. Thanks, Jody. I'm really happy to be on this uh, this episode. It was really scary to apply, but I'm so glad that I did. And I'm glad that you gave me and everyone else the opportunity um, because I think it's really unique. So a little bit about myself. Um, I grew up in Brunswick, Maine and um, to a small family. And then I went to college at Husson University in Bangor. And um, I was pursuing a doctorate degree in physical therapy. And, um, you know, I'll get more into that later. But basically, I took a different path and it led me to start my own business. And um, it's been a really kind of crazy and awesome road, but I'm very much still in my humble beginnings and just trying to figure everything out. So that's kind of how I got there. Awesome. And it's so great to have you here and have you on the show because I know just from our chats and the emails and the messages <laughs> I get from the women who are listening to this show, your story is very representative of theirs. Although everyone's at a different point in their journey, it seems like we, we all have kind of gone through some similar things. So it's so awesome to have you here and be talking to you. <laughs> and I was curious, um, just because you have been a listener of the show, I was wondering, you know, what have been the moments that have stood out the most for you, be it a guest or something somebody said that really impacted you? I have absolutely loved um, just all the episodes. I'm not sure how, you know, maybe it's just women connecting, but there's something I resonate with every single episode. And I think that's so uh, just powerful that no matter the circumstances or the background, I can connect with all of your guests. So I love that. Um, but one in particular, I loved your interview with, I think it's Gina Gabellini. 
Um, mm-hmm. and I just love her last name. That's a great last name. But um, <laughs> she, I just, I keep thinking about her episode because she talked about how when she was, you know, in her business, she was trying to force things to happen and, you know, force customers to come to her and force success. And I really found myself, you know, at the beginning, especially this year, because it's only been, you know, a year and a half or so, um, that that's the approach I was trying to take. And really the approach I've been trying to take my entire life of, you know, you have to work harder, you have to put in more time in order to get success. And, you know, hearing Gina say that just wasn't working for me really resonated with me because it wasn't working for me either. So I took sort of what she said and I've tried to implement it ever since. Um, So I've been trying to have more faith and just focus on building a community and focus on really who I'm trying to target rather than forcing those people to like me because no one's going to like you if you're forcing it to happen. So um, that's kind of, I've just changed my approach with that. Yeah. And what I'm hearing and what you're saying, it's, you know, your focus is more around being of service to the women you want to work with rather than sitting and spinning your wheels, trying to figure out how do I get them to hire me? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I think many of us who've been in business or are in sales know what that experience is that the coming from a place of just like, gosh, don't you like me? Right. You know, don't, don't you want what I have to offer rather than when you come from a place of what can I do for you? Yeah. How can I help you? How can I be of service? Feels so much different exactly. and actually gets better results too. Yep. <laughs> so that's awesome, Kendra. That's, thank you for sharing that. And you mentioned in your intro that, you know, you feel like you're still in your humble beginnings. You mentioned you started your business about a year ago, you know, but you've had, you've had some success in your life. You know, you've, you've gone some places, you've done some things. So, and you've definitely gained some confidence, but I want you to take us back to a time when you were playing small and you may not have been aware of it. Share with us that story and the lessons you've learned from it. Sure. Well, I still think I'm playing small in some regards. And it happened, especially with this podcast interview, I was too scared to apply. So I've had, you know, many playing small moments, and I don't think that they'll disappear. Um, But one of the biggest moments I had was a few years ago. And um, it was when I was in graduate school, or I think it was the year I was about to be in graduate school. And I was, you know, enrolled in this program. It was a very challenging program. And um, I enrolled myself because I thought that was the career that I wanted. And it's very similar to what I'm doing now. It's, um, you know, it's physical therapy versus personal training. So, uh, you know, both are very health oriented. But I had this belief that I needed to get this doctorate degree in order for people to respect me. And I don't know where this thought came from because I don't have any doctorate degree, you know, sort of professionals in my family and uh, my family wasn't pushing me to do this. I think this was really just a type A personality perfectionist sort of thing and, um, you know, was going along this path of being in this program. And, you know, I just found myself not enjoying any of it. And um, I don't think it was just because it was difficult because I was actually doing quite well, but um, I just felt 
something like missing. And I felt very unhappy when I was in college. So then I think around my junior and senior year, um, my father came down with cancer and it was a long journey, about three years. But over the course of those three years, I realized that I needed to spend time with him. And the summer before, I guess the summer of my first internship for physical therapy, my dad got really sick and ended up in the hospital. And I kind of had to make a decision of whether to continue my internship, which was like two hours away, or should I stay home with him and sort of, you know, take care of him and um, make sure everything was okay before I went back to school. So I ended up, you know, uh, skipping my internship or postponing it. And I stayed with my dad. And then that summer turned into a longer course. And um, it, it really changed my mindset because I got to take a step back and not, you know, not have to study constantly like I was doing. So the whole playing small moment was really my thought that I had to finish this degree in order to be respected. And I sort of changed my belief once I stepped back from it. Mm, isn't that amazing how, you know, and other guests have talked about this when, a, a, you know, a serious life event mm-hmm. happens, it suddenly puts everything in perspective. Yes. And, and all of a sudden we have the freedom to make the choice we've been wanting to make yes. for some time. You know, it's, it's, it's always odd to look at it this way, but, you know, in, in, um, you know, in one sense, it's a blessing, right? Right. Because we're forcing it. And you were saying you were doing, you realized you were doing it for the wrong reasons. It was for ego. It was for the title. It was for status and position, not because you were passionate about it. And all the work you were doing was probably so hard because you were not passionate about it, you know, and that makes it really difficult. Wow. Huge. Okay. Kendra now share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake up call. Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps you took that led to your success. Sure. So this wake up call happened that summer when I actually met um, a personal trainer and we became friends and um, just started chatting about the people that this trainer was coaching and how she was helping people. And I realized that, holy, holy crap, like that's exactly what I want to do. And I realized that it was not the same or sort of like the same mission that I would have if I was a physical therapist. So this really sort of like woke me up to the fact that I didn't need this, you know, crazy special degree. I could do exactly what I wanted to do. And in fact, I wouldn't have to invest all of this money into a college program that I was not in love with. So meeting this, you know, this trainer, just made me realize like, you know, there are other options and I can change my mind and I can be respected even if I don't have a degree, you know, as high as a physical therapist, I can still make a difference. So that was really um, my wake up call for that. Huge. And, you know, for for my edification, what, what would you say is the difference um, in the mission mm-hmm. between a, a physical therapist and a personal trainer? Yeah, well, a physical therapist is, I mean, they can do so many things. So, um, you know, there's many specializations that they could do with that degree. However, they're mostly training or 
treating people who are already injured. Um, I mean, that's like the biggest sort of like scope of the practice. You go to a physical therapist, most likely if you're injured for the majority of cases. And I just felt like I wanted to really help people. Like if someone was overweight and they were having knee problems, I didn't want to just focus on the knee problems. I wanted to help them lose weight. And I wanted to sort of like dig deeper into like, why do you have an, you know, um, a problem gaining weight or are there stressors in your life that you need to deal with? I wanted to dive in more. And I just realized I couldn't do that as a physical therapist. You just don't have the time in the day um, for a a typical, you know, therapist. Mm, It sounds like it's more uh, the personal training gave you a freedom to take a more holistic approach to your clients and deal with what was, you know, the, the weight or the knee was the symptom, but what was the actual root of the problem? Okay. Very cool. That (laughs) is very helpful to me. Okay. (laughs) And and you're very familiar with this question because what I want everyone to get is there's no one way to lead. If I had a banner and led a charge, (laughs) that's probably (laughs) what it would say. There is no one way to lead. We're all different and we're all going to lead differently. So Kendra, how would you describe your leadership style? Yeah, so I um, I kind of have this saying that I always either tell to my family or to my clients, and it's that we create our own happiness. So I lead by, I guess, being this sort of person of change and being this person of action. So I was unhappy in school, and so I left. And I was, you know, wanting to start a career of my own and start a business. So I started it and I take that sort of leadership and I, you know, show my trainers and, um, the trainers who work for me and the the clients that I have to do the same thing. So if you're unhappy with something, you have to do something about it. And so I try to lead with that mission of, you know, enough talk, let's just, let's make it happen today. Um, and I think that's where a lot of sort of things get lost or get pushed under the rug because, oh, I'll deal with that tomorrow. Um, But especially when it comes to your health, you don't have time. And I realized that with my dad after he passed away, like we, you know, he was 57. And if there's something that you're unhappy with, you have to do it today. Mm. I didn't realize your dad was 57. So if you don't mind, I'm curious, is that part of the reason why you're focused on women in their 50s? That's so funny. And I actually didn't realize that until now. Um, I think it is because my dad was, you know, a wonderful man. Um, as I think all daughters would probably say of their man, of their father, but he was someone who worked his life away and he had a great job at, um, Bath Iron Works in Maine, but he didn't quite take the time for himself. Like he should have. And he didn't pursue some of his passions that he wanted to. I just feel like he didn't live the life he really wanted to. And, um, you know, ever since, really ever since he got diagnosed, and then especially when he passed, I just keep that thought in my head. And I, I just don't want to sort of like spend my life wishing things were different. And I, I don't want anyone else to have to feel that way. Um, because we don't know what could happen and we don't know what will hit us without, you know, knowing it's coming. So 
Um, I, I do think that's probably a, a coincidence that, uh, that that's the, you know, demographic that I really love to work with. Mm -hmm. Cause I know from part of, um, our pre-chat, you know, making sure women, you know, can enjoy the retire retirement, right? Get to retirement and enjoy the retirement that they've worked so hard for yes. is part of your mission. So yeah, it just kind of popped into my head. Like <laughs> it was the first, you know, I didn't realize your dad was 57 yeah. when he died. That's so young, yes. so young. So, all right, Kendra, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> That's huge. And what is one thing that you're working on right now that you're really excited about? So I am so excited. I have recently um, kind of moved into online health coaching instead of, you know, in-person training. And I did this because I realized that, you know, while you're working out with someone, it is very effective, but there are things you can't get into a one hour session. There's things of, you know, how did they sleep during the, the night or, or what stressors are going on in their life that you just kind of can't get into this like short appointment. So I created this program, it's called Fit Life, and it's really encompassing of every sort of aspect of your life that affects your health. So it involves, you know, meditation and journaling and, um, you know, just really getting at the real reasons of why you do what you do. And I think that is so important, and especially for women in their 50s, because, you know, you're going through a transition where you're getting ready to you know, live the last, you know, few decades that you have, and you want to make the most out of it. And if you've tried to lose weight before, there might not, there might have been a reason that you weren't successful. And I really just want to get to that core reason. So that's why, you know, online coaching, where you don't even have to leave your, your house, we can do it on Skype or on phone. It's so convenient for people. And it really gets to the core reason of, you know, how can we make this the most effective process for you. Huge, awesome. Okay, now I'm gonna do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us, what is one practice that helps to make you a better leader? I really try to focus on what makes me happy now, especially, you know, quitting my uh, college sort of graduate school. I realized that I was spending too much time with things that were making me unhappy. Um, so now I try as much as I can to fit in the things that do give me pleasure or, um, you know, help me be just a happier person, because if you are an uplifting and positive person, then your you know community or your people will respond to you. But if you're, you know, grouchy or um, in a grumpy mood like every day, no one's going to listen to that. So I try to be as uplifting and sort of just inspiring as I can be, but it really comes from focusing on what you enjoy during your day. And what are some of the things you do to lift yourself up? <laughs> so it's pretty nerdy, um, but <laughs> I I love to be crafty. And um, so I love scrapbooking and, you know, doing things like that. And that's what I do for uh, the Dempsey Center that I mentioned earlier. I make cards for them so that they can um, distribute them to cancer patients. And so that's really awesome. But I love to, you know, be active. I mean, that's kind of who I am. So taking a walk or going to a yoga class, it can do wonders. And um, especially for me during the day, you know, after working eight hours or something. Yeah, huge to yeah. just change your physicality exactly. too. 
cool. And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? I recently read um, a book by Ariana Huffington. I hope I'm saying that right. She's the creator of the Huffington Post, and it's on becoming fearless. And I just love this book. I think every woman should read it. And what is, what is a, kind of the core message of the book? Yeah, it's um, I just love it because it breaks it down toward, you know, like, are you fearful in your your relationship or in your work or with your kids, like if you're a parent. So I just, um, I really like it because it, it breaks down like all the fears that you could have in each of these areas and sort of tells you why you shouldn't be fearful and how to um, overcome those fears. Cool. And knowing what you know now, if given a chance to go back and do anything differently, what would you change? I would not have rushed into college um, I think that, you know, as young adults, 17, 18, um, especially where I grew up, it wasn't really a question of if I was going to go to college, it was pretty assumed. And I feel like if, you know, if, or when I have children of my own, this is something that I would do differently. I would not, you know, force college down, you know, their, I don't know, path if they don't <laughs> want it. <laughs> I think I would have taken time and really found what excites me because if, if a career or a path really excites you, then you're going to be successful in it. Absolutely. I have my own thoughts on college. I won't <laughs> share them right now, but we we have very similar beliefs yeah. on this one. <laughs> so now share with us a success quote and a mantra and why it has meaning for you. So this one was already used on your podcast, but I have to use it anyways. It's by Teddy Roosevelt and it's do what you can with what you have, where you are. And I, I don't know where I found this or when I found it, but it has stuck with me ever since. Um, and it just reminds me that whatever version of yourself you are today, it's okay. And you can always improve. You can always evolve to, you know, Kendra 2.0 or, you know, whoever 2.0. So doing what you can and, you know, not expecting anything else. Mm, huge. And Kendra, you mentioned a couple of non-for-profit organizations in your intro. Did you want to take a moment to talk about them? I would love to. So Patrick Dempsey Center was um, co-founded by Patrick Dempsey and his sister, Mary Dempsey. Um, of Maine, and they help cancer patients. Really, um, they provide support in all areas. So I believe they provide either, you know, financial or um, especially emotional. And they do everything from like teaching classes to um, support groups. And so I'm a part of, it's called Caring Cards. It's the group that we have. And it's just this little group that gets together and we make cards for the cancer patients for their birthdays or um, for holidays. And it's just a little kind of token of love that you can spread to someone who's experiencing cancer because some days are pretty dark. So uh, it's a great organization and they do the Dempsey Challenge in Maine. I believe this summer or this year, it's October 17th. And I'm very excited. I'm hoping to get a, a team together to do that. And then the Hardy Girls Healthy Women is something that I'm a new member of, but I'm really excited I found them. They are of Water, uh, Waterville, Maine, and they focus on supporting young women, specifically uh, actually any age um, from, I think, second grade to high school. 
And they really focus on empowering young women and helping them make decisions that are best for them instead of sort of telling them what to choose. Oh, that's so cool. I've heard about that organization and just love it. I know they were um, the recipient of a, an award from the Maine Women's Fund. Yeah. And that's when I first heard about them. And it's just so ins- I'm so inspired by organizations that are trying to empower young girls yes. to just be themselves and stay themselves through that tough transition in mm-hmm. the teen years when girls tend to become quiet and stop speaking up and become very self-conscious yeah. and those organizations that help them realize like no the world does want to hear your thoughts and you're not just a pretty face it's really right? the younger generation of this podcast <laughs> yes <laughs> yes yes i should have one of them on the show too that just yes. gave me a good idea all right <laughs> Kendra, lastly, what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you? So listeners can visit my website. It's Fit Goals Training, and I'll spell it out, F-I-T-G-O-A-L-S Training, so T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G.com, or they can email me at Fit Goals Training, sorry, yep, Fit Goals Training at (laughs) gmail.com. Awesome. And you can find the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com, or you can use the short link, which is womentl.com. And for those of you listening, I mean, this was a really big deal for Kendra to come on. Like she said, she was very nervous about submitting the entry. She finally did. And then found out she was on, of course, was nervous about doing this interview. So if you think she did a good job, if you were inspired or connected with anything she said, please reach out to her in any way you can email messaging through social media or let me know um, how she inspired you and I can pass that message on to her I think it's it's always important to get feedback especially when we've done a good job you know we need we need to hear more of that and to get it from our communities so if you could I would appreciate that and Kendra thank you thank you thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us we are all better for having met you thank you <laughs> thank you for joining me on women taking the lead were you inspired to take some action today but maybe don't know where to start Or maybe you have so many great ideas you can't decide where to focus your attention. Don't let stress or overwhelm stop you from having the career, the business, or the life you want to live. Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching or use the short link womentl.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. So here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.